Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that you're doing really well today. I am so excited as we continue our series on Inspire On The Go. And today we have a very dear friend, a very special lady who is gonna share her story with us. Don't you love that God is in charge of our stories? Sometimes it feels like our, cir- our circumstances are in charge or you know, maybe even we're in charge, but ultimately God is always working, always moving, always positioning, always you know, bringing beauty out of the ashes. And it is always for his glory and for the good of other people. And today we see a beautiful example of that in the life of PJ Yarborough. PJ is joining us to share her story. And she's going to talk about, you know, some really challenging things, you know, some different experiences, some challenging um, times in her life, but also how God was always at work. And so I know you're going to be so encouraged. I want to tell you the first time that I met PJ, the first time I heard her speak, I was so just captured by her love for the Lord and her willingness uh, to just surrender to his will and to his plan and for his glory to be lavished all over her life. And so you are going to be on the edge of your seat as you um, hear from PJ and as you hear about her story. She's written and published a book that's called Born a Statistic, Living Rejected, Agreeing with God. I know that you're going to want to pick up a copy of that. Uh, PJ is just a fantastic speaker. She has passion about living for the glory of God. We are posting her bio in the show notes because it is extensive and I would never be able to summarize all of it in just our couple of minutes um, together. But I want you to know that PJ is the real deal and she is here to encourage you uh, whenever it comes to your story. And isn't that so incredible about the body of Christ that we can love on, that we can encourage one another and that we can pursue holiness together. So enjoy this episode of Inspire On The Go with PJ Yarborough as she talks about our story for God's glory. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, friends. My name is Chanel PJ Yarbrough. People call me PJ, especially my friends. PJ stands for Precious Jewel, a nickname I acquired many years ago, and now I just have to try to live up to it every day. I'm so excited to be here with you on the Inspire On The Go podcast. I was originally invited to the INSPIRE conference as a 2020 speaker. Of course, COVID-19 did not allow us to meet together. We all had to pivot and change our plans. I'm thankful for the INSPIRE team who found this innovative approach to share the breakout sessions. They made sure that we have access to these uplifting and powerful women of God. I have thoroughly enjoyed each of them and I pray that you are blessed on today. I want to start by giving you an introduction of who I am, what I do, the roles I play. And I do that usually in alphabetical order. That helps me to make sure I don't miss anything, but also as I am self-diagnosed as OCD, I like to do things in order. A is for author. I have been blessed to write two books and they have been published. The first one is my autobiography, Born a Statistic. That is the story of my life and how God blessed me from zero to 40 and did so many amazing things. You'll get a sneak peek 
throughout today's podcast. My second book is available for pre-order now and will release in September. The name of that book is Life After the Struggle. I invite you to look for those books and share in my story as God continues to do great things in my life. E is for educator. I started out 21 years ago as a fifth grade teacher and ran for my life and started to go to the younger children, second grade, and did some things in the early childhood community, working with Head Start and the Arkansas Better Chance preschool programs. Also have worked for the last several years for a couple of universities. I worked for A-State for a little while, and currently I work for the University of Arkansas out of Fayetteville for the early care and education projects. At this point, I'm a full-time trainer providing professional development for early childhood professionals. I love education. L is for life coach. The other day someone asked me, well, what's that? And it's much like a sports coach. I get the pleasure and the honor of standing alongside people, the sidelines of their life, if you will, helping them to set goals and hopefully getting them the tips and strategies that will help them to be successful. I also coach in the business world and consult people in the same way. I'm a mother. I am a blessed mother. I have two sons, LJ, who's 19, and Lance, who is 17. LJ already lives on his own. He's a thriving and special young man to my heart. And Lance will graduate from high school in 2022. So I need you to be praying for me. Uh, it's going to be hard to see our last son uh, leave the house, leave the nest. Also for M, I'm a motivational speaker, or you might say even minister because I'm an ordained minister. I get the opportunity to speak in my community and in my church, also um, all over for early childhood conferences, business conferences, and uh, many ministry opportunities, and I'm so grateful for that. P is for pastor's wife. And um, I am blessed to be a part of the Changing Lives Ministries Church. We are located in El Dorado, Arkansas, which is where my husband and I also live. And so I'll just go ahead and say pastor's wife and wife go hand in hand. We have been married for 21 years, Larry D. Yarbrough Sr., but he's been my pastor for the last 15 years. And I'm just grateful that he is my partner in all things and he is the leader of our family. He's the shepherd of the flock that I am a part of. And he is also my closest confidant. And then lastly, I'll say I'm a volunteer. I love to work in the community. And most things that I do will revolve around women or children. But most importantly, I just want to be the hands and the feet of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've told you a little bit about myself. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this opportunity to come together here on the Inspire On The Go podcast. I pray that today, whatever I share, that the listeners will not hear me, but they will hear you through me. I appreciate you for allowing me this opportunity and I thank you that you choose to use me for your glory. 
I ask that every listener be able to leave different than they came. In Jesus' name, amen. If you got an opportunity to read the summary of what I'm sharing today, you know that the title is To Be Continued, Our Story for God's Glory. I want you to think just for a moment. Imagine the finale of your favorite TV show. I won't tell you mine and you don't have to tell me yours, but we all have a show or two or maybe three that we follow. In my household, we're so busy, we never get to watch television live, but we are so thankful for the DVR because we can record things and then when we find a few moments, maybe a couple of times a week, we watch our shows. Some of those shows are on regular television and the others are maybe on Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming uh, strategy or platform that you like the best. One thing we know about shows is that they run in seasons. So if you watch a season of a show in the spring, it might go through the spring and into the summer, but then you're gonna have to wait for the fall and the winter to pass while they're taping the next season. And then finally spring comes around again and that dramatic cliffhanger that you thought about since last spring finally is coming back and you're gonna get the opportunity to see how it ends. You're not bummed out unless it's the last season of the show because you know it's to be continued. I want to keep that in the forefront of your mind as we think about life and what we've experienced. Very much like that TV show, things happen to us and we have to wait and we have to see the seasons of life come and go before we really realize this is not the end, there's more. Life is to be continued. And if we will take a hold of the word of God, we'll see that it's our story for God's glory. I'm gonna share one of my most favorite scriptures with you. There are a lot of them on my favorites list, but this one happens to be even a part of my everyday story. Romans 8 and 18. Romans 8 and 18. It says this, For I consider that our sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Paul shares here that he's considering that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed to us. I love this scripture so much that my personal ministry is revealed ministries. I finally figured out the secret of suffering. Suffering leads to glory. I want to start by saying the obvious. In this world, we're all gonna have trouble. We will not live very long before 
suffering comes into play. But as believers, we cannot get distracted or discouraged by those sufferings because we already know that we're only in the process of being restored by the finished work of Christ. He already suffered for everything that we're suffering. And if we hang in there and we remain in God, all we have to do is wait for his return on that last day. But let's be honest, it's not always easy to keep that in mind when you're in the middle of the suffering. Today, I hope to remind you that suffering is not random and it's not pointless, but that instead those sufferings are there to show us that there is going to be joy and strength produced after the suffering. I kind of want to break this scripture apart into three sections. Number one, I consider. Number two, that our present sufferings. And number three, are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Let's look at part one. I consider. That tells me that Paul was thinking. He was looking closely at the situations and he was trying to evaluate in that moment Yes, this is where I am. Yes, this is what I feel. Hmm, what will be my behaviors? What will be my response as I consider? Think about going to a restaurant and opening up the menu. You have to consider, what will I eat? One of my favorite things is thrift shopping. I go into my closet and I look at all of these beautiful pieces that I found at the Goodwill and thrift stores and I have to consider what will I wear today. We consider things all throughout the day. We make decisions and that helps us to dictate our feelings, our behaviors and our responses. So the first thing Paul tells us in Romans 8 and 18 is to consider it. Don't act like it's not happening. Don't ignore it. Don't sit around and get complacent and decide, oh, it doesn't matter, but consider it. What are we considering? We're considering our present sufferings. Every present moment soon becomes the past. The last second is already the past, but let's remember that when we think that where we are right now might not ever change. It's just a present moment that will soon become the past. Personally, as I think back over my life, I want to consider some sufferings that now I know were only there for a while, but while I was in the middle of it, I could not imagine that they would ever end. A part of my story in Born of Statistic talks about how I was the third child of a teenage mother. Being born into the system, we were removed several times from her custody and then finally we were permanently removed even before I was three years old. In that situation and even foster care, I was abused and 
molested repeatedly and things happened that set up a lot of trauma in my beginning years. Those were present sufferings. I was separated from my sisters and in foster care many times was treated poorly and left with little to no food or left outside for numerous hours. I became extremely fearful and anxious even before my fifth birthday. But then my sisters and I were adopted together. All four of us were adopted by the same family. And I'm so thankful that that was also a present moment. And I thought that things would forever be better at that moment. I was introduced to Christ. I fell in love with going to church, but I have to share with you that the present sufferings returned as our home life became difficult and I had many unhappy moments throughout my childhood. I began to experience all this anger and things began to just pile up on me well before I was a teenager and I had my first attempt at suicide. Present sufferings. I even found myself in high school, a fun time, a exciting time, graduated high school, but then went into college and got off track and started abusing alcohol and attending parties, going to clubs, having sex out of marriage. I was off track. I even got into some criminal activity. A lot of times people want to know exactly what I did, but I'll just say, read the book. All the details are there in Born a Statistic, but those were present sufferings. I did not think that I would ever escape those times, but so, so thankful that they were just that, only present sufferings. Thanks be to God and the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, that even through all that, I was able to go through a process of restoration. And that wasn't my conclusion. It was to be continued. I found myself in love. I found myself married and I found myself with a baby. Life was grand, better than I ever thought it would be. And while I thought those present sufferings had finally passed, then things came tumbling down again. I found myself at work, teaching school, my lifelong dream, but then unable to even put my thoughts together, unable to speak clearly. And before I knew it, a few weeks later, I was having what many people call a mental or nervous breakdown, present sufferings. I went into a hospital, had to have lots of medication therapy and had to stay there for an extended amount of time away from my husband and my six month old child. It was so, so difficult to find God in that moment. When I was experiencing all those things, I just thought I'll never escape this cycle of present sufferings. Life was so challenging and almost unbearable that I at one time thought I would not even return to my family, my career, and my community. Now let's jump into the third and final point. Are not worthy comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We can't forget that suffering is productive. 
and the ultimate product is God's glory. This is such an astounding truth that I didn't understand. I could not comprehend at the time that I was in the present sufferings. But if we will allow things to go through those seasons, just like the TV shows, when there's nothing going on and we're missing that TV show in the summer, in the fall, in the winter, if we'll just wait, if we'll just be patient, something new is coming the next spring. We have to remember that God has a plan for our lives, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, that will bring us to an expected end. As I sit here today and I'm sharing with you, I can be a witness that the present sufferings are not worthy to compare to the glory that God has revealed in my life through his grace and his mercy. While I was once in foster care in the year of 2018, I stepped away from education for 18 months and I became the foster care executive director and administrator of a nonprofit. I would look upon the faces of these foster children and I would see myself literally and I would be able to tell them, hey guys, I know this is not the way that you want life to be, but I can promise you things are to be continued. I can also say that as I attempted suicide multiple times, did you hear me say that now I have the pleasure of being a life coach? I was trying to take my life and now I'm telling people that their life is worth living and it can get better every single day that God gives them to live. I walked away from God and I made so many bad decisions but now he allows me to speak into the lives of other people as I minister and I share with them what he has done for me, he can do for them. Witnessing and even being a part of all those broken relationships, starting with my biological parents, the estranged relationship from my adoptive parents. Now I'm able to love my husband, hashtag my baby's daddy two times. My oldest son, hashtag my firstborn, my baby boy, Lance, hashtag my baby boy. And I look around right here in my home and to my best friend and all of my covenant family and even my church family, my community, my colleagues. And I see so many not broken relationships, but invaluable relationships that God is getting the glory out of. I say all these things to tell you that the suffering that you're going through is not worthy to be compared to the glory that, be, that will be revealed. Our suffering produces glory. When we think about even a rock, a stone that you found in the dirt under all of the rocks and the dirt and the sticks and the sand, after digging it out, it can be taken, it can be polished, it can be shaped. In some cases, it has to go through a fire process. Other times it has to be chiseled. But in the end, that stone or that rock becomes what we call a girl's best friend, a diamond something that has lots of value and lots of worth because just because it was a rock, its story was to be continued. 
whatever might be stony in your life right now, whatever might be your present suffering, I want you to stop and do as Paul did. Consider it. Don't get complacent. Don't find yourself complaining, but wait in that suffering and realize that it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. It's our story, but it's for God's glory. And he wants to do something great in your life. I'm a witness to it and I share every opportunity I get that wherever you are, whatever you're facing, it is to be continued. Very much like those TV shows, those dramatic endings, those things that leave you hanging. Things happen to us and we have to wait because life is to be continued. If you hang in there, friends, you'll see how God can use everything in your life and your story to be used for his glory. Let me pray with you one more time. God, we love you and we thank you for your many blessings, for all those things you've done, great and small. In this moment, we are considering, thinking about the situations. We're thinking about our feelings and our behaviors and our responses to the present sufferings that may be here now or that have passed or that are even on their way. But we realize that because of your love, because of your grace, because of your mercy, they're not worthy to be compared to the glory that you will reveal in us. And we thank you for loving us enough that you gave your precious son, Jesus, that he would be there to restore us and to show us that what we are facing is to be continued, that our story can be for your glory. I pray God that in this moment that I have uplifted and encouraged your people and that above all things, you will get the glory out of everything I shared. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening and I pray that you will see every moment as one that is to be continued, our story for God's glory. Blessings and love. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.